From the Financial Times in London, I'm Patrick Jenkins, the FT's financial editor. This is FT News. Goldman Sachs is becoming a universal bank. The ultimate Wall Street player is moving into consumer lending and consumer savings. Well, to discuss this extraordinary development, I'm joined by Ben McClanahan, our US banking editor, Martin Arnold, our banking editor, and Sam Theodore, the managing director of Scope Ratings, the credit rating agency. The epitome of the securities firm, Goldman, is turning to consumer lending, consumer savings. It's pretty extraordinary stuff, Ben. Yeah, as you say, for most of its 150-year history, Goldman's been focused on the rich and the powerful, and now through this acquisition of GE Capital's deposit books, about $16 billion of it, it now has access to an entirely new client base, and it's a significant moment for the Wall Street firm. And it's promising to be very competitive, paying 1.05% on online instant access deposits, which I think is the highest rate in the market, paying 2% for five-year money. Why is it going into this whole new area? Well, if you speak to Goldman, the official line is very clear. It's all about funding. Retail depositors are the stickiest, most dependable funders of banking activities around. So it's going all out to get them. And this rare opportunity, of course, GE carving up its entire GE capital empire, presents a good opportunity to get in there and to potentially explore a new business area. But I think there's also the income side of things as well. Consumer lending, as you know, has terrific margins. It's a new area for Goldman. There is some scepticism whether it has the skill set to do it, but it's certainly worth trying because the past few courses for Goldman have been pretty rough. And what's the feeling on the ground in the US in terms of brand and Goldman Sachs' ability to appeal to mainstream consumers with a brand that's been considered pretty synonymous with, well, sometimes Wall Street sharp practice? That's right. A byword for excess and all the stuff with the vampire squid um, jamming its blood funnel down the throat of humanity. Yeah, that has been some very negative associations with this brand. That's the famous uh, Rolling Stone description of what Goldman Sachs was. That's, of course, not FTV. That's Matt Taibbi. Yes. Who's, I think he's back with Rolling Stone now. But Goldman has had image problems, so that's fair to say. But it's now presenting this as gsbank.com. Previously, the, the private banking section of Goldman, you had to be a multiple millionaire to get in. And now anyone with as little as $1 on deposit can access this service. I've spoken to a few people that there is skepticism amongst some of the online lenders. But if Goldman really wants to use this as a springboard into the online lending business, then it could struggle because it just doesn't have the institutional memory to do that. But I think there is a universe of depositors that will be attracted by Goldman's connotations of stability. The fact that it's been here for decades and decades and it survived the crisis, you can question its tactics to do so. But uh, it's still here. It's still making money. It has enormous uh, associations of wealth and prestige. Well, that's really helpful background there, Ben. Thank you very much for that. Let me bring the debate back to the studio for a moment. Sam, you were listening to what Ben had to say. Do you share that slightly sceptical view that Ben was saying is evident in the US? To some extent, I do, because on the one hand, let's uh, first of all, let's remember that Goldman had real problems during the crisis and actually to uh, save themselves, they had to ask for a bank holding company status and go under the Fed's lender of last resort umbrella. So it's not like they went through the crisis without uh, being hurt. That's, of course, what gave them the banking license and exactly. possibly the idea to do this. Exactly. Um, they're having to be regulated as a bank. So maybe why shouldn't they make the most of it? Absolutely. But on the other hand, supervisors all around the world, including the US, are very keen that retail deposits do not end up funding wholesale assets. So they have to 
pay a lot of attention to the retail deposits going into consumer loans and not into, for example, whatever wholesale activities Goldman does. So from that angle, I would say that the brand value of an online lender funded with retail deposits is probably no better for Goldman Sachs than for somebody else who just gets into the business now. Martin, on Goldman's timing of getting into consumer lending and this whole consumer market, a skeptic might say that it is all very easy to look at the hefty margins and the great income this could generate when credit conditions are so benign, but it won't always be like that. It won't. We're at a particular point in the cycle with uh, very low interest rates and very low credit losses in general. But you could argue that if you're able to lend at uh, 25% to consumers, then you have plenty of room for quite significant loan losses and you'll still make a profit, especially if, as Goldman seems planning to do, by taking deposits, it can undercut the other providers of marketplace lending to consumers by having cheaper funding. Well, it's certainly a very interesting test case, a bank really going in the opposite direction from many of their rivals, which are shifting away from the universal bank approach. We will monitor their progress. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy the FT's Banking Weekly. You can find this every Tuesday at ft.com slash podcasts.